A cooper is a person trained to make wooden casks, barrels, vats, buckets, tubs, troughs, and other staved containers. From I actually really, I would want to do that. That That's sounds cool. fun. That sounds really fun. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Shenantics, episode 98, with the internet's two favorite sons, Skinky and Call. How you doing this week, Skinky? Howdy, partner. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty, ooh, I like the... I like the... Uh, Get that southern drawl coming in. Is, is that... That sounds like a cowboy. That sounds like a western That is draw. a cowboy. It could be a western, southern, southern, western. A southwestern Southwest. cowboy? Southwestern. Like a southwestern salad? Nice, I like it. A little bit of black beans. <laughs> it's delicious. You comparing a cowboy to a salad? Maybe. I never Maybe. I never would have thought that comparison would happen. I but mean, honestly, we've made a lot of strange comparisons on this podcast. It's, and it's that, it makes sense to me. It's true. It's true. I feel like I feel like it, it, it is a good comparison, though. I feel like a Southwest salad to me is like you got the lettuce and you got some like the black beans and you got some like maybe the mm. tortilla chips and then mm. really top it off with like a nice like kind of creamy avocado dressing oh yeah, right? yeah yeah right yeah. and i feel like that is what cowboys that's what cowboys have it's kind of they take everything out of their pockets and throw it in and we all know that cowboys keep beans and tortilla chips in their pockets and so it's like yeah i'm gonna make a salad real quick and here we go do you think a cowboy ever actually eats a salad i mean i was gonna have a whole discussion like what did they really, what do you think was like the popular meal during like know. the late 1800s? I don't know. Um, chicken. Do you think, or would beef be something? Because I would say the industrial revolution's happening, right? At that point in time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you're, 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 I don't know, man. I guess, I guess cow and beef would probably be popular, but I guess pig would be. Is it Chew. is pig is pig? I feel like pig is more of a more modern meat. I yeah, you think? Pork, I think pork came around more more later along. I also feel like cow did too. I think like bison and buffalo are those the same animals? Those animals I think were really big back then when they still kind of roamed everywhere. Ah, um, and then they kind of dropped off. So I feel like I feel like they are. I and I, I just. I feel like chickens are too. Chickens feel like an old animal to me, right? Like uh -huh. easily domesticated and they provide like so much between the chicken meat and the eggs. Uh -huh. um, and so I, I imagine that that chickens were a big one also. Um, probably depending on where in the United States you were, uh, fish would also be a big one. I, I would assume anywhere on the coastal cities, I think fish would be huge over there. Um, but I don't know. I also wonder, actually, I, I do wonder this, though. We're kind of focusing a little bit on the meat. Was meat even that big of a part of it? Because Huge. Because meat tends to be expensive, right? Like, and for whatever reason, I'm just, I don't know why, I just assumed that they didn't have any money. <laughs> so they're oh, like, this is the thing, though. I think a lot of the things we're forgetting is because of how we shop for food now, right? Yeah. You go, you, M. Cole's going to his little supermarket, you know, pushing his little cart taking any things off the shelf things probably weren't like that in the 1800s right i mean yeah probably people who went out west they probably hunted for their own food no that is true 
Like they probably true. like were shooting deers and shit. Yeah, you know? so maybe deer was was really big. Venison? I know we didn't really talk about venison. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. That could be the um, early 1800s, though. You know, the early 1800s versus the late 1800s, very different time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting. What I'm what I'm kind of reading right now from um this website uh of things, it says um <laughs> Thank you for that incredible source. <laughs> it says uh, most Americans, uh, like you literally just said, ate what they grew or hunted locally. Corn and beans were common along with, opposite of what we just said, along with pork. In the north, cows provided milk, butter, and beef, while in the south, where cattle were less common, venison and other game provided meat. So I think that's that's kind of interesting. Preserving food in 1850 before the era of refrigeration required smoking, drying, or salting meat. Vegetables were kept in a root cellar or pickled. It's almost like you found the same article I did. What? <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. But no, so it does look like pork was a really... Not so well uh, would consume mainly pork products. Um, yeah. So I guess, yeah, so I guess pork is like the cheaper meat. I guess that also kind of fits in with the way you know pigs are seen but i don't know huh. that, that, that's that's kind of interesting I, it's interesting. interesting it is it is i don't think i would do well in that way of life <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of spoiled by the current amenities that we have yeah yeah like i mean yeah i just i have like a hot dog burger joint that's literally like four blocks away from me that mm-hmm. I eat at way too often just because it's so damn simple to go get that food. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, yeah, that's so nice. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I just, sometimes it's just, it's just, it's just too easy. And so then all these other, like back in the 1800s, they're like going to fight for their food. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have to fight through a line to get my food, and that's bad <laughs> enough. That's that's worse, man. Yeah, it's, just it's like, awful, <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, just plain terrible. Yeah, right, right. I mean, how? Like half the time, I can't even be bothered to leave my apartment. <laughs> I'm like, oh, DoorDash, let's do this. Come on, buddy. Easy. <laughs> Bring me my food. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, no, I would not do well. I would not do well back in those days. But uh, well, don't you- worry, no one's forcing you. What back. do you think your profession would be in the 1800s? Like, if you were alive in the 1800s, what would you do for a living? Shit, let's look up some good jobs that were going on right there. <laughs> <laughs> jobs in the 18... 18- I mean, honestly, all of us would be working in a factory right now. Yeah, um, that, is, that is true. <laughs> None of us would have gone to college. Maybe one of us would have. Mm-hmm. And everyone else would have just been... Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, that's true. I you know, I I kind of um I kind of maybe miss that. Like there there's there's a lot of times where I kind of sometimes wish that I could just do physical labor for like a living. Um mm-hmm. in the sense of it doesn't come home with you type thing. Like a lot of what I do, like your work isn't really a, it's like never done, but B, like you take mental burdens home. Even if I don't work from home, like on a weekend or I don't have any work on a weekend, I still have like times where I think about projects I still have to finish up or like I might have to work late during the week because something's not done and I need to get it done type things where it's like, 
I don't know. There's the kind of the appeal of the physical, just laborer type jobs where you go, you put your hours in, um, you do the work that is very tough work, not belittling it at all. But then at least you get to leave and go home. Uh Um, But but then you have other struggles, other mental struggles because the pay is less. And so you do kind of have to counter it with that that way. But I I got some I got some jobs here. Okay, let's go over some. All right. Ready? Yeah. Blacksmith, right? All right. Ooh. Grocer. Ooh. Sailor. This eh. one says a cooper. I don't know what a cooper is. Uh, it's like they raise chickens? Or is that just a farmer? You think? Cooper occupation. Cooper a cooper o- is someone who makes wooden staved vessels. Oh, so, so like someone who makes ships. Yeah. That's, nice. oh, no. No. Someone who no. makes barrels. Oh, I like that, actually. I really like that. A cooper is a person trained to make wooden casks, barrels, vats, buckets, tubs, troughs, and other staved containers. From I actually really, I would want to do that. That sounds fun. That sounds really fun. All right, so we got that. Stone cutter. Brewer. Ooh, yes. Oh, I think you'd be the brewer. I think I can. No, no, I already got the next one for you. Yeah. Saloon keeper. Oh, God, yes. That'd be the best. (laughs) That would be the best. You know, I was actually, uh, I was thinking about this the other day, that like, um, what would I do if I won the lottery type thing? Um, Like, what job would I have? And part of me, like, thinks, because I say that in the sense that if I won the lottery, I would still want to do something. Like, I'm a man of hobbies in general, right? So I I like to to have stuff that occupies my time. But if money was no object, right, like, I don't have to worry about that, what would I do where I think, like, oh, this would be fun, but I don't have to do it. Like, I don't have to, like, do it as if it's my job job, right? It's like, lawyer would still be fun if I could just take cases I want to do and do the high-level parts of it. Um, Because, like, oh, I can show up into the office for three days a week or, like, you know, ten hours a week. That would be fun. But I think the one I would really want to do is I would want to own a restaurant or a bar um, and have nothing to do with the day-to-day work with it, right? I just want to own the place. Like, I don't want to have to put in all the work that, like, typically goes with it and i think it would be nice to own if you just won the lottery in the sense that a lot of them are money losers right like it's kind of uh-huh. it's very hard to break into that industry first of all and second of all like it's hard to make it work financially and so i didn't have to worry about it for my like daily salary i think that'd be really really cool to just like that would open be nice. up a bar and restaurant in chicago that would so, be nice i think that'd be fun but yeah so i would be totally saloon keeper back in the 1800s that'd be me saloon so, keeper that's you that could fun. also be a seamstress though Ooh, I don't or think a, I can sew very well. A shoemaker? Ooh, a clergyman? Cool. Yeah, that wouldn't work for me. A hop merchant. What's a hop merchant? Like for hops, I guess. Oh, for like for like that's weird for that briskies. they have like brewers and then like I guess that goes hand in hand with the hop merchant, but it just seems oddly specific. <laughs> like, well, I guess it's someone who merchant. only sells hops. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Teacher. <laughs> Silly. Grocer and dry goods merchant. See that? Painter? Why is that not the ho- why is that not the hops person then? Why is it a different? Because hops they specialize. Merchant? This is the 1800s. I, I know, but then you have there's no you Walmart. Have, you have grocer dry goods. Like. You buy your diaper from the diaper man. All right. You buy your hops from the hops man. All right. All right. All right. You buy the grapes from the grapes man. That's true. Okay. All right. People specialize. All right. All right? Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'll be I think a politician you, if you want. 
I actually, I would love to go into politics, but I don't, I would not be very good at politics, but so I, you know what I would want to be speaking of politics and I was watching a lot of the West wing. I would love to be chief of staff where like I could hmm. do all the political work and do like all the really, really hard stuff, but I don't have to run for office. <laughs> like I don't have uh, to be yeah, like, you want to be chosen. I, yeah, I don't want I don't want to have to be appealing to the masses. I just want to kind of put my ideas into play. <laughs> so I OK, uh, OK, that would be fun. Well, OK, all right. I, I you know if if I ever run for office, I'll make you my chief of staff. OK, oh, I love it. I Look love at that. It. You're welcome. You're welcome. I, I'm surprised that the profession I would pick for you isn't on there. What what profession would you pick for me? I would I would say journalist. Oh, like it's a little too I'd on the a, nose. No, 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 no. We need to be. We need to be more specific. Okay. I would be. I would be a muckraker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more... I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> this is great. This is great. Oh man. Oh, I love that. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think I would do well back in the 1800s. So every yeah, time I you know. I don't know. People who say like I want to live in this era, I feel like if they went there, they'd be mm-hmm. really like they would not have a good time. No, no, I don't think so either. I um, I agree with that, and I think it's also kind of like especially for me. I think I have a hard time imagining living back in a different era because so many of the things that so many of the things that I enjoy currently like doesn't exist in the same way that it does now like even outside of the internet right like and just like television and movies like get rid of all that like just like the fundamentals of like going out and interacting with like the world around me and like the city around me like there isn't just that available out there right like i would it would be a much more scaled down thing that i would be able to interact with and so Mm -hmm. i don't know that just doesn't seem as that doesn't seem as appealing to me like i like new york city and chicago the way they are now i don't think i would like them back in 1800 like when they're not anywhere near what they are now um this is a twilight zone episode i think yeah i think yeah or this is also uh wait isn't this in um What's it called? Uh, oh crap! What's that movie where the guy he he goes back in time and he's like, "I'm gonna buy this this thing. I'm gonna buy this piece of land because it has a whole bunch of oil on it." And then he finds out. I think that's a Twilight Zone episode. I'm not actually 100. percent I have sure. no idea. I have no All right, idea. so there was this. I guess it's a Twilight Zone episode. This guy he go he says he gets the ability to go back in time, mm-hmm. and he decides that he's going to do it so that he can make a whole bu- a boatload of money. Okay. And he goes back in time because he knows this area of land has oil on it. Mm-hmm. And he knows that he'll become a millionaire or billionaire or whatever if he mm-hmm. if he buys it. Yeah. So he goes and he buys it for like $2 or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and he he tells the guy like, "Oh, this has oil under it." And the guy's like, "Okay, but like so what? And he's like, well, I'm going to get the oil. And he's like, he's like, he's so confused. 
So then the, the guy or whatever that like wishes him, like that gave him the ability to go back in time mm -hmm. is like, well, like, don't you know that like you there's oil rigs won't be invented for another 70 years. Oh my <laughs> gosh. And then he's like, uh, what? Yeah. Sorry, that was a really bad story and reenactment because I don't really remember what it was from. Uh, but it was some from something. No, no, it just let's pretend something. it's original content created by Skanky. I made that. Right here, I made right this out. up. Okay, so. you're welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh, but yeah, no, I don't. So it also like sometimes I think about, um, sometimes I think about the area that I live in, like back through time right like we talked about uh the google street view um thing a few episodes back about how you can kind of go back in time of when street view was recording various streets and that's kind of cool to see like how neighborhoods and stuff change but like start going back like decades and then like even further back you're going back like 50 60 100 years mm -hmm. um and how much has changed and like a big one with that is like just taking the chicagoland area um because i know it but like a lot of our suburbs used to be farmland right and so you can go to farmland in illinois obviously like most of our state and be like it's kind of weird to like go to suburbia now and be like wow it used to be like that right like where all these houses yeah. are used to have nothing but farmland um if we talk about like chicago itself like the neighborhoods obviously change a ton over time um but like if you go all the way back to like the beginning of chicago we had fort dearborn here and it's just like it's kind of weird for me to be able to like picture fort dearborn like where the city is now, right? That like Chicago isn't here sitting on the side of the lake. And yeah. like, instead it's this other type of thing. And then my second mm. thing is like, who decides that like, they're going to build it like right here, right? Like this is the perfect spot for that fort type thing. Like I know there's like land and water features that they, you know, built because of it. But like, it's just kind of, it's weird to me to like, think that it's a little like kind of unnerving um, to like, think that everything around me does, didn't exist at one point. Yeah. It's a little weird. It's a little it weird. Is. It is a little weird. So, yeah. Know. So let's not live in that time, huh? No, no. Let's not. Let's not. Let's let's stay here. Yeah. This still reminds me. I really want to start the Power Broker. I've talked about this before. That book is giant and talks about um, part of the history of New York City and why it ended up the way it did with what's his name. You know that one guy that, that did a lot of stuff there. You know, Boss Tweed. No, 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 no. How old? How, how far back are you talking about? The mayor? Which mayor? Yeah, yeah. That Bloomberg? One. No, 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 no. Pre Bloomberg. I mean, was he even mayor, or was he uh, Giuliani? Uh, Robert uh, Moses. Robert Moses. Yes. Robert Moses. Yes. No, yes. he was not. He was transportation. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I really want to read this book. is giant, but like, I really. I really want to get around to that. And they don't have it on ebook. Like ah. <laughs> you would not you would not be able to survive in the 1800s just by that one <laughs> sentence. Just yeah. <laughs> the angst I have that they don't offer the power broker what? an ebook. You would have to go to like a library. <laughs> it's you know, I've I've been to or the, the one bookstore. <laughs> it's true. With the bookkeeper. I've been to the library a lot, and I was actually just there yesterday, um, returning some books and picking up some DVDs. So uh, I've been using my local library a lot recently, and they have a lot of um, their offerings on ebook, which is like through the Kindle and their own app or whatever, which has been really really cool. So yeah, I'm a I'm a new man. I'm a see maybe I could live in the 1800s with the library. 
Libraries are great, everyone. You should support your local library. You should actually. You really, really should. So they uh they provide good services, but they do. Anyway, Love so. them. Yeah, yeah. No, so libraries libraries are good. Um speaking of good, well, actually not good, but speaking of content. Oh, <laughs> That's what we make here. That's what we make here. Uh, I read an interesting article. Uh, link in the show notes. I sent a copy to Skanky, but he hasn't had time to read it because I literally sent it to him as we started recording. A couple of seconds ago. Um, and it was, I believe, a yeah, a New York Times article um, titled The End of Endings. And it kind of um, it kind of discusses about, and we've touched on this topic in various other episodes, but it's kind of, it kind of talks about how we as a society with the stories we tell and like the way like the media that we consume we don't really have endings anymore right things kind of just keep going on forever or they keep keep getting brought back and they're talking about um why that is a bad thing right like why is that why is that not necessarily good that we kind of keep reliving the same stories over and over again and I I I really like some of the points that they made. One of them was they were talking about like it was kind of like two points that I really really like. One was that it gives value to characters and to the story overall that the story is going to cease at some point, right? Well, at some point that story is going to stop. And by the fact that it's going to stop gives value to everything else before it, right? Like if it keeps on going, it almost diminishes whatever value is like in that current moment because you're like, Oh, well we'll just keep getting more and more and more forever. Um, they also talk about for like us as humans, like it kind of can help us feel alive in the sense that the stories end, but we keep on going afterwards type thing where it's like mm-hmm. you kind of get to see the snapshot of a story and then the story ends and you get like hopefully maybe or maybe not, but like this neat bow on it or it gives you something to think about and you get to keep on going and your mind gets to keep on working on it. And there's no new stuff given to you on that because it's over and you kind of just get to keep on going and living. Um, and then I don't think that they talked about on this, but like for, in my opinion, I think another reason is, is that it, um, I feel like by the fact that stories don't seem to end, it kind of takes away a lot of what a lot of like the emotional impact or movement like on us. Like it doesn't move you as much if a story keeps on going, right? Like plot twists aren't as interesting if you know the story is going to keep going on and on and on. And I see that with, um, you see that a lot in various, I don't want to say cause we spoiled so much that episode <laughs> a little while ago, but if you're, if you're watching a movie and, or reading a book and, a character that you really like dies like that's kind of a big thing as long as you know that they're actually dead right like like it's not moving if you know oh they're going to come back through some magical way in the next story or they're going to reboot the story at some other point or they're going to give us prequels where we're going to be able to experience it all over again like it's like if when the character dies and they're just gone then like that is much more moving to you than, oh, the character died, but don't worry, we're going to do a prequel where now you get like three more seasons of that character that you loved. Um, and so I think it kind of just by not 
ending and finishing up and wrapping up stories, it kind of diminishes the value of everything that came before it. Any thoughts on that one? Um, yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think a lot of the like a lot of reasons why we have so much shit and why mm-hmm. things never end is just because of money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it just there's a lot of money involved because people people like although they I'd say they like endings, I think they also like to see their stuff, like the things that they enjoy go on and keep mm-hmm. going. Yeah. Um and the people that make these things are like, hey, that's good for us because we can just keep making it and see what happens but i love when things end i mean i hate to see them them end but like for game of thrones and i know that's ending Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's nice to know that that it has an ending yeah and like that's gonna be kind of it you know yeah um and i think you know with media especially like television or movies or netflix or anything like that you know it's it might be a little bit more difficult to end if you compare it to something like a book, which mm-hmm. you know has an ending. Like, yeah. well, unless there's a sequel to the book. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when you finish a book, like that book is over, you know? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we don't have that really for TV shows. No. Like, it's no, not really, the, it doesn't really work the same way. Like, a season ends, yes, but mm-hmm. not really. And especially now because, like, they make spinoffs of everything. Like, they're going to have those Breaking Bad movies. Yeah. There's going to be, you know, a prequel kind of thing going on with game of thrones you know mm-hmm. so it's it is there i guess yeah there really is no ending per se yeah. for these things for for all this media and maybe that's because it's online yeah and I think, online media is so much more prevalent now i think i think that is i think that is a big part of it i think there's also kind of two other things that lead to it also i think tv has done has done us a disservice in one way that outside, if you look at reasons outside of money, because money is a very big reason why things never end, right? You know, if it's like, all right, this is a successful franchise, so let's keep doing it because it's making us money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think TV actually has done another thing for us why where we almost don't want endings because they've almost taught us to fear endings because a lot of TV doesn't wrap up well. Right, it goes on and on and on until it starts to look like it's not making money anymore. Then the show's canned, and they're like, "Oh God, how do we wrap this up real quick?" Right? We don't. You don't tend to always get nice big story arcs where they like they sit down like, "All right, this is only gonna be four seasons. This is everything we want to do, and this is how it's gonna end." It's kind of like, "All right, we have three seasons planned. If it does well, then they start tacking them on one by one by one." Mm -hmm. And so we can all think of shows that we loved that just didn't end well. And we're like, we really wish that we would either keep making it or end it way sooner or just, I don't know, don't do whatever the hell you did. And so it kind of makes us fear it a little bit in that way where we kind of learned that we didn't want to have endings, at least through like TV shows. Uh Um, But I, I would say like kind of following up on your thing where it's like they kind of, I think by just working off of current franchises and just building up everything around that you 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 lose potential good things right like i mean like the best one i can think of right now is if if all they kept doing was take the office and then just take michael scott and just keep carrying that character forward in spinoffs or they take Jim Halpert <laughs> and put him into some like they just kept doing yeah. that it's possible we would never have Parks and Rec 
right? And Parks That's and true. Rec, like those shows are very, very similar, but they're also very different. And they have like different stories that they tell and they have a different feeling about it. And I think the world would be worse off if we didn't have Parks and Rec. Um, and if it's, if they just kept kind of creating on the shows that they know were good, it's possible that we may, you know, may have never had that, um, which I think would, would really, really suck. But I don't know. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know what it to think weird. about it. I think. And then one other thing that I think that it, it kind of, and this might be a little bit of a stretch, but I think one thing it does a little bit of a disservice to it's not a huge one but by by not creating brand new properties and like one thing is like there's that there's that popular youtube series um everything is a remix and so like not even talking about like oh that storyline was used before like that happens all the time right go back through how much literature and you have the same storylines repeated over and over again with a new cast of characters and stuff like that like okay yeah. fine we can't escape that right like that's just a, a rule of nature but by creating a new franchise even if you're borrowing the same or similar plot lines from something else one thing that you do give is you give um culture and communities a chance to form around something new right or it gets it gives people a chance to kind of own something that didn't feel like they could own before and i like the one that really is making me think about that is star wars right like star wars when it first came out it came out of nowhere and you, like if you were there at the beginning and you were like a huge star wars fan you can talk about oh i was there like on opening night for a new hope and you know I was a huge fan back in the day and you have all these people that are just hardcore nerds about it and they absolutely love it well now in 2018 if you were born in the 2000s like you can join up in what was already existing but like you don't kind of have the chance to forge your own with something new because mm -hmm. everything that's there came from people before you and yes. so like you get new Star Wars movies and you might love it but you're kind of joining an already existing Star Wars culture where if you create a whole new franchise with all new characters, you can become a fan and join and form and like kind of direct where the culture is going around that new franchise and kind of make it your own. So it's almost like you're kind of robbing future generations a little bit of original content that they can kind of create their own and really love. Like I think that I think possibly that is maybe a reason that Rick and Morty is as popular as it is. Like it's good content, but it's also good new original content that people can kind of see and then nerd out on and be like, no, this is ours, right? This isn't like my dad's television show that I love. It's this is our television show. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that's one, like I said, it could be a little bit of a stretch, but I do think that is one thing that we're losing by not creating new original content for people. Yeah. Well, the whole, the whole media landscape has changed. Yeah, it really has. Especially over the past 15 years or so. Yeah. So people people are, are watching things differently. Mm -hmm. But no, I true. would say that, I mean, people back in the day also still didn't want shit to end, mm -hmm. right? I mean, yeah. like, people watching, like, Gilmore Girls or Everybody Loves Raymond or, mm -hmm. I mean, Seinfeld, anything. No yeah. one, No one wanted that to end. Because no, they just true. loved it so much. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm contradicting myself now and thinking yeah, that, like, possible. I would say that maybe there's more of an obsession over things staying longer. 
Yeah. Because they yeah. they know and see the money behind it, but yeah. Nothing. That's not to say that they didn't see it before, though. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. No, no, that's true. I. <laughs> this is completely selfish reason, but like when you mentioned Gilmore Girls, um. I wish things would end. I wish they would end way sooner for the pure fact that going back to consume a property that you like again for a second time is much easier when it's shorter, right? Going back to rewatch seven seasons of Gilmore Girls takes a really freaking long time. Another show that I love, Studio 60 on Sunset Strip, had like a season and a half. So I can go watch that in a weekend, right? And be like, then I get a go back and relive the memories of like, oh my gosh, I love this episode, so on and so forth. And so it's like, like I, I truly wish like there's like just like a three season limit on things and it makes it easier to go back and consume it again. Um, it also kind of opens up a little bit for um, talking about like the communities. It opens up kind of a space for the communities to take over, right? Like fan fiction, like I, I probably just as strong as it was back then, but as more original content comes out, like it kind of overcrowds that space, right? Where if you only have sure. three seasons of something, well, fan fiction, go on, pick up from there and, you know, run with it, right? Like kind of let the, like the, the indie, you know, consumer crowd kind of create on things that they love. Um, and so, I don't know, three seasons, end it, and let someone else tell that story that isn't a main storyteller. <laughs> yeah. So, and then we'll have more Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. No, that that sounds not good. <laughs> let's so, let's not let's not do that, actually. Yeah. I, th- I think I'm going to watch The Bachelor this season. Really? Yeah. Um, some friends of mine, uh, they, they get together and they watch the bachelor every week and I was invited and I was sold on it by, they said that they make dinner and there's wine. Oh yeah. Do it. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. and I think that'd be fun. I think that'd be fun. They told yeah, me that, I, that it's nice. important for me to go so that, uh, I can give them the male perspective. And I said, you are going to be sorely disappointed <laughs> by if I am the one speaking for the stereotypical male point of view, like this is not going to go well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be like, did you see what that bitch did? Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? Oh my God. <laughs> so, I'm like, honey, she is not right for him. <laughs> honey. No. Oh no. That's not good. Yes, this is going to be great. We're going to have to be careful with this one. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to update you guys on The Bachelor. Oh, no. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So I hear they're rebooting Real World, MTV Real World. Yeah. I don't don't know. Right? Like I said, everything that can't just can't end it. Just got to keep doing new ones. uh, See, that's the thing. Reboot with that. I Mm I don't know, man. I, I'm not a fan. No, I hear you. I hear you. So, um, question for you, though. Answer uh, for you. This week was, I hope it was this week. I'm pretty sure it was this week. This week was a big week for you. A really big week for you. Oh, oh you, uh, thank you. You, I believe you achieved what is, um, can light, lightly be said, a life goal of yours. Oh, um, okay. And you, uh, you streamed RuneScape. Oh, <laughs> How did that go? By the way, that that was maybe two weeks ago. Was that two weeks ago? Was yeah. that before Thanksgiving? That was before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah, wow. I did that. Um, um, I mean, it was. I I guess it was okay. <laughs> yeah. So, RuneScape kind of fills a really specific niche for your life. Oh, I would say. very. <laughs> uh, what what is what is what is your how does RuneScape fit into your life currently outside of the one two time two times that you streamed it? How do how do like how do I consume RuneScape? Yeah, now yeah, uh, I play RuneScape every day. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, do, you, do you play like you play other games? Like, do you get sit down at the computer? Like, you're like booting up Overwatch. Like, I'm gonna go play Overwatch for a few hours, or do you? Is it like different for you? Um, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Playing RuneScape is not really like that all the time for me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like that. If I have to do something mm-hmm. where I have to pay attention to RuneScape, then I'll play it like that. Mm-hmm. But if I like, can I be completely honest with you? Yeah, I'm playing RuneScape right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I, what are I you think doing I've been in playing RuneScape. RuneScape. Right I have been playing RuneScape while we have been recording this podcast for the past like three months. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because there's, you don't need to pay attention to it. What what are you doing right now in RuneScape? Though I am fishing minnows right now on RuneScape. Oh my god, I love it! I'm so getting twenty five kxp an hour. So it is like a cookie cutter, <laughs> cookie clicker game for you. Kinda, yeah. God, I need to. Play I'm just mindlessly clicking right now, and while I listen to you, I need. That's to why I like. Game. That's why I like RuneScape, man. It's not something where I'm. I don't have to actively, but if I want to, I can. Mm-hmm. I can play it like that if I if I like, but I love just like having an AFK in the background yeah, and yeah. doing something else, and that's usually what I'll do. Okay. Um, so yeah, I play RuneScape every day, which I guess is a little embarrassing to think about now that I said it out loud. But <laughs> um, I also play like a mobile sometimes. Yeah. But um, I really like sitting down on a PC and playing it. But okay. on mobile, like sometimes if I'm commuting, I'll like be doing something, but like not really. I, I don't I don't really actually like to do it that often. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So so you have this game that you play every day, and a lot of times or part of the time it's just this mindless clicking of things when you're not actually focusing on the quest. How was it sharing that with other people? I was so nervous to play it. I could tell. <laughs> I was <laughs> very, very nervous to play it. Then did it go because, well? Because I mean, I guess it went okay, but like to the point where, like, I I'm not playing RuneScape ever again on stream. Like, <laughs> oh wow, okay, <laughs> yeah, I I don't plan on playing it anymore on okay. stream because it's very niche and yeah. it's like it's a hard game to play on stream, mm-hmm. especially when like like I was doing something very very specific on stream. Mm-hmm. Um, so like. I mean, it, it wasn't exactly what you would normally see gameplay wise. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd just be me like mining or something, or like <laughs> yes. it'd be kind of boring. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I'm not sure. I was actually very scared about the RuneScape community mm-hmm. and like streaming on there, mm-hmm. but um, I was actually very pleasantly surprised by the nice people that came and oh, watched nice. and were like pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, it's also because like. You know, I don't really know a lot about RuneScape, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not... There are people out there who know way too much information about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not an expert. Yeah. Um, so, 
sometimes I might be doing things that are like not the right thing to do. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of self-conscious about that. Yeah. Um. Sense. So yeah, I don't think I'm going to play it anymore on stream. But all right. I still play it off stream all the time. But I got two people to download it and play it, so that was that was a win for me. Yeah. No, that that was that was that was a big that was a big accomplishment. Big accomplishment. So I um I I I I I need to try it again. I got super lost and confused, but you told me I was playing the game wrong, so I I've now No no, we just yeah, we have I have to show you around and I have to give you the tour and like actually explain things. Because it is it is not a whole hand-holding game. No, not at all. There's no really like little isn't. arrow that's like, hey, go here or do this, mm-hmm. wow. which is a double-edged sword. It's a game where you can do anything you want, but mm-hmm. people, when they play MMORPGs, they're like, what do I do? Like, Tell me what to do next. That's yeah. what WoW tells you to do, right? It's like, yeah. go do this, 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 this. But on RuneScape, it's not like that. Yeah, no. Everyone has different goals. Yeah. I really like that's available on mobile. I really, really, really like that. It is very cool on um, mobile. Yeah, and it's uh, it like, I mean, definitely not to get in this topic because we, I think we've beaten it like a dead horse. But um, <laughs> but like mobile games ports are usually absolutely garbage. Um, or like the, the concept of them are not good. But like, it's cool that like you have full on RuneScape on mobile to be able to go yeah. play it right um another one that does an amazing amazing job that i was playing uh earlier today actually is the witness has their uh, their ios port is phenomenal um and that is one of my favorite games of all time so the ability to just kind of like sit on the couch with the ipad and like go around and solve puzzles in the witness is like a dream come true for me that is really cool actually i like that yeah so um and one thing I really love real quick about The Witness is that it syncs between my iPhone and my iPad. So I can play like sitting on the couch, like watching The West Wing and just kind of knock out some puzzles in The Witness. And then like if I'm at work and I take a break or something, I can hop on my phone and pick up the exact same gameplay and do a few more puzzles. And then like kind of and it syncs back and forth, which is really nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that's my one downside. I pretty sure stardew valley doesn't have that and i really wish they did because i would like to play stardew valley with the bigger ipad screen and then also be able to take it with me out a lot like out on like the commute on my trail yeah out on the trail as i'm as i'm walking around so yeah yeah it is nice to have mobile be uh, cross compatible for runescape too it's nice yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, because he's just, I can go there and do that, but if I can go out there and, like, play on, which that's how I did my tutorial and everything. I did all on my iPhone. Um, but then also, also, if I'm back at, like, home, I'm like, oh, I'll just sit down on my computer and pull it, pull it up to do, like, an actual, like, you know, in-depth quest type thing like you were talking uh-huh. about. Like, if there's an actual yeah. thing I need to go do, I can sit down on my computer and just do it there. Yeah, yeah. The mo- mobile, you don't. I don't think people do like intense stuff on mobile. Mm-hmm. Although I've mm-hmm. heard, I have heard people do like their entire thing on mobile. Oh, really? Which is crazy. That is crazy. But um, yeah, there are some things that I would definitely recommend not doing on mobile. <laughs> yeah. No. I agree. Yeah. So, um. But so with, with talking about RuneScape, though, we would be remiss to not mention. Um, if uh, have you have you played any more EverQuest? I have not. Can I tell you my EverQuest experience? Yes, but real quick before you do, um, if you guys have not seen this, uh, friend of the stream, Jittery Cricket. Great friend of the stream. Great friend. Best friend of the stream. Of the podcast. Um, uh, podcast, yes. Yeah, sorry. 
<laughs> and our, and the streams and, and the streams best friend of the podcast uh jittery cricket uh there'll be a link in the show notes of um uh on her stream she uh pulled up one an episode of shenantics to ar- ar- argue with skanky about things that he was saying and, and- you <laughs> She argued with the podcast on her yes. stream, and it was it was truly a highlight of. Uh, of it was the best week. thing I've ever heard. It was so great. I really i I told her this, and I honestly was not kidding. I really want her to do that with more episodes of Shenantics. I would watch the shit out of that. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, there will be a link in the show notes uh, when those go up later today, and um. So you guys can go check it out and see Jittery Cricket play EverQuest and argue with Shenantics. But uh Love but so so tell me about your introduction to EverQuest. Um so Jittery had that, that whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Her her rant. And she was like, I don't think I can convince Skanky to do anything. And I was like, Well, about to go download EverQuest right now, so I could prove her wrong. Yeah. And it took me three hours to download EverQuest. <laughs> I still have the wiki open, the Project 1999 oh, guide. Good, God bless you. Like, good luck, man. Because I really want to. That was scared. the. It was intense, man. It wasn't only downloading; it was downloading, installing, and troubleshooting, and making sure it worked. <laughs> oh, and you this. have to find this very specific version of this game, and they're like, "Hey, don't pirate it." But we're not, and we're not going to give you links. But like, good luck finding it. And then like on eBay, it's like a boatload of money to buy. So then you have to find the guy with the sketchy Google Drive, which is like, hey guys, I uploaded this whole thing for you guys. Enjoy. And you have to download all that, and it's like eight gigs. And then like, oh. <laughs> you have to mount it. So you have to download daemon tools like mount it and the isos and then you have to change dude it took me so long right and then i finally i'm like this is gonna be great yeah finally i can tell jittery that i downloaded this thing and (laughs) i'm gonna leak our dms right now and tell you exactly what she told me (laughs) okay so she was like oh shit hold on what did she say Uh, okay i was like I was like, uh, right out, right at the gate. I was like, so which server do I join for EverQuest? Expecting Jitter to be like, what? You downloaded it? That's awesome. I can't wait to play with you. You know what her, her response is? What? Blue. <laughs> I love Jitter. <laughs> blue. No, no excitement. No happiness. And I'm like, which one? Then she sends me a screenshot. Sorry, not even a screenshot. A photograph of her computer screen. <laughs> with... The server. And I said, I got you. Thanks. And then she said, I will be able to help you if you play a non-evil race class. I was like, okay, fine. Everything else that we said was not very interesting. But then, so I get in there, right? I get in the server. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, we're in EverQuest now. The controls are wonky as shit. (laughs) And I fall into this body of water that's right next to the spawn area where you spawn in. (laughs) And I can't, for the life of me, figure out how to get out of this body of water. I'm pressing space bar, right? Space bar is not jump in EverQuest, okay? And I'm like, all right, let's just exit real quick. I'm pressing escape. It brings up no menu, and it it, it triggers an attack option. I'm like, what? I'm so confused. 
So I'm like going around. I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And I finally sent Jittery a screenshot. I was like, I'm <laughs> so far. I'm having a lot of fun not knowing how to jump out of this water. <laughs> <laughs> the solution to jumping out of the water yeah. is mouse wheel all the way in so you're in first person look up and move forward <laughs> no way that's awesome <laughs> how did you and not she, figure that out Skakey? i'm sorry and then she sent me a nice uh like a, a reddit thread that's like mm -hmm. for new everquest players and like learning how to play properly yeah. so that was nice um so yeah i have not played everquest since getting stuck in that body of water some say i'm still stuck in that body of water to this day i, <laughs> I mean it's, yeah yeah and i am actually i haven't uh, resolved that yet <laughs> because i had a force quit out of the game um, oh my god so yeah um, i um that's that's my everquest experience so i really want to download and you me and jittery play for a little bit i will do i, I will play with all of you okay sounds like a grand old time Yes. Can we leave you in the water? <laughs> yes. I'm, I'll just sit there and I'll just talk to you guys over Discord. I say so confidently as if I won't fall in the water and get stuck. L yeah. So. Actually, just don't fall in the water. That would be that'd be helpful. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. That's my tip for you. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be awesome. I'm so excited. So yeah, we 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 need to we need to play. I gotta figure out how to download. I gotta figure out how to get a version of was it Titanium. Yeah, I could. I'll send you the the link to it. Perfect. Look at that. What a no what way. a guy. Here to what help. What a guy. Here to help. So awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. One last thing I want to follow up with uh, for you, and then we'll move on to the food finish. Um, guess what I did last night? What did you do last night? I went to a comedy show. Ah, I can't say where, but it oh, was okay. super small. Um, we did, it was a stand-up comedy hour and there was a, probably like what, six or seven different stand-up comedians. Um, I think that I was one of the only people in that room that didn't know one of the comedians. Um, so it was, it was very interesting. Uh, it was very, very, very cool. It was very funny. They were all hilarious. Um, and it, I want to do it again. I think I'm addicted. It's really cool. <laughs> it's really cool to watch stand up, uh, amateur stand up in a very small setting at like eleven o'clock on a Saturday. So I just I got it. it it's it's changed. It's changed me as a man. Okay. As a human. So um, I strongly recommend it. Check and like it was like, and like the thing I liked about it is that it was pretty much like a no-name establishment right like like bootstrapping up comedians trying to get together um and put up put on stand-up comedy you know shows so that they and they have like improv also they have a whole bunch of different ones but um it was it had just such a cool feel to it um and it wasn't like you know it's not like a big name like second city or anything like that so it was just i don't know it was it was really cool to see that and um talking to a few of the comics afterwards like it's just i don't know it's really cool like their passion about it and like their hopes like make it into something big and like them putting themselves out there to like do these jokes uh it was it was really really cool so huh. i strongly recommend it i think people should go uh go check this out but all right we'll do it yes yes we will we will all go and go watch stand-up comedy together it'll be amazing so. all right Sounds All good. Right. 
perfect. Uh, food it. finish this week, Skinky. Let's talk yes. about let's talk about burgers. Let's talk about burgers specifically. Mm, let's talk yummer. about specific kind of burgers, and okay. we're going to do a real quick ranking of some types of burgers. And that we're talking about, it's I think they're hard to define, but they're like a step above fast food burgers. I would say, um, uh, yeah, yeah, because they're not like they're not like <clears throat> um, I think they're a step above. Yeah, I think they're a step above. I don't. It's not like we're not. We're not talking about the McDonald's or the Wendy's or the Burger King. Um, we are talking about three specific places that we're going to rank in order of which we like best. And the three places are Five Guys, In and Out, and Shake Shack. And Skanky, I will let you do the honors to give me your ranking of those three. And if you have any words of why you picked the order, um, you can lay them on me. Sure, sure. I'll give you the. I'll give you the ranking. Um, All right. I'm going to say Shake Shack is number one. Okay. And Five Guys and uh, what's the other one? Uh, in and Out. In and Out are tied for second. Yeah, I don't think we can have ties. Well, can I explain why I tied? Yeah, you can explain why you're trying to tie. I had never been to either of those. <laughs> yes. Oh, skate. <laughs> When you came up to me and you messaged me and you're like, hey, we're going to do this comparison. I was like, great. And then I was like, I've never, I've been to neither Five Guys or In-N-Out before. You should have said that when I proposed the topic. It's kind of funny, though. It is kind of funny. Oh, my gosh. Um, So I will say this, that my I'm interested in your answer, though. I am interested in yours. So my ranking is... um, I've only had In-N-Out once, uh, so that makes it a little bit tougher for me. But um, having only had it once, my ranking is Shake Shack as first, In-N-Out as second, and Five Guys as third. Um, Oh. I I like Five Guys. I I think... I like all three of them, and I think they do have... Me too. I think they do have good burgers. Um... I'm not, I can't really put my finger on why I like Shake Shack the best. I think part of it, I think part of it is, is that Five Guys is burgers. They feel like too much to me. Like they're too heavy. Like there's just too much there where like a Shake Shack burger is like pretty simple and straightforward of what it is. Um, And so it could stand strongly on the fundamentals. And I think the second reason why I picked that order is heavily influenced on the fries that are served with the burgers. Uh, Because Mm -hmm. Shake Shack has crinkle cut fries. In-N-Out has like the shoelace fries or whatever. And Five Guys has like the thick cut potato fries. Um, And... I really love crinkle cut fries. I do too, man. They're so good. They're so good. They, I mean, scientific, I don't know why. Scientifically, they're the best, or one of the best. It has to do with the surface area, so that when you deep fry it, it makes it crispier. That's what the crinkle does. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, and that that like so per overall volume, there's more surface area on a crinkle cut fry, and so it has a it deep fries better. Um, oh. And, the more uh, you know, right? Exactly. So, and I think I think that's a that's a big one. I I think it's so much so that I'm not sure I even really like Five Guys as fries anymore. Um, I think I wow. And so I think that's part of the reason why it's kind of coming in third. I need to maybe I'll go this week and kind of do the rounds on the various burger joints and kind of figure out what uh what I what I like around here. So, but 
I don't know. Okay. I, I lo- I well, burgers. I'm I'm with it. I love burgers. There's so many good burgers in Chicago, man. So many good burgers. So we'll we'll see. I'm gonna try a new burger place this week. I think called Swill. Um, uh huh. And I'll have to. I'll let you know how that one goes. I I, I think it's gonna go swell. Yeah. They used <laughs> they used to have the place that was there before Swill used to have um like these deep fried or like tempura green beans, which were phenomenal. So bananas Bananas. on your burgers oh and peanut butter yes oh yes yes revolutionary yeah Yeah, we'll go go to the lockup for that or uh bad apple has it It, com com's been com's com's done some of the burger tour with me when he was in chicago so um (laughs) he's dealt with your bullshit com has dealt with my bullshit you love to see it (laughs) that man is a saint he honestly is he what honestly is. He honestly is. All right, you guys. That's been another episode of Shenantics. New episodes go live bright and early Monday morning, just in time for your workday, school day, chores, or whatever in the world you do. We are there for you. You can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts, including the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and at our website at shenantics.rocks. If you have any comments or questions, you can send us a tweet at twitter.com slash Twitter.com slash ShenanticsPod or an email at ShenanticsPodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to join the discussion, there is a Discord server. Head to Shenantics.rocks slash about and click on the invite link to talk to all the other Shenantics fanatics every week about all the cool stuff. And if you have a chance, let us know this week what is your favorite burger joint. Skanky, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky, S-K-X-N-K-Y, and on Twitter at iSkanky, I-S-K-A-N-K-Y. And I'm Cole, where can they find you? They can find me on the internet at Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at mcole underscore M-C-U-L with the underscore symbol. So good talking to you again this week, Skinky. Good talking to you. I'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.